Welcome back to Mams in a Blender. Um, before we start, I just want to apologise. We have, obviously, anyone who was keeping tabs, we have not released an episode for the last two weeks. Just mixed wires and trying to, like, get guests in and, like, agendas overpassing each other and just nothing worked out. We just had a bit of a nightmare there for two weeks, but we're back and we'll be back, hopefully, solidly now this time. But uh, thank you for staying involved if you are if you're if you're out there thank you for listening as always but this week we have the beautiful Catherine Coventry in she's going to let us in on her experience of growing up in foster care and then to the now wanting a family of her own which has came with its own struggles but she's in here today to fill us in how are you Catherine? Hello yeah, we're all good, we're all good. And I, Catherine is not a mother. No. Just yet, or we don't know what the future holds, but... Well, I'd come here if somebody had let me, I'd have seven of them by now, yeah. like running around. So that answers my next question. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, would you like to be oh, a mother? absolutely. Like, can't yeah. wait for can't a day. Wait. But when it's spent, it'll happen. And when the stars align. Oh, yeah. When, when the stars the, align. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into our story and yeah. what, what that situation's all about in when we get into it. So, um... I don't know. I don't know what. what um, obviously, I'm skipping the the L icebreakers. Yeah, because yeah. They, they don't make sense. But um, what was your favorite childhood dinner? Oh shit! Um, bacon, cabbage, and potatoes. The great one. We yeah. haven't really had that much on. We, yeah, or like, like curly kale at Halloween. Like yeah, I used yeah. to love coming home and curly kale and tin foil with the two euros. Or what? Two yeah. pound coins in your dinner. It was always like, a 50p for me. Oh no, I got a, euro, a pound coin. And oh. I remember there was one time they didn't have any change and they tried to wrap um, a five pound note up in tin foil. Oh God. And it like was soaking wet by the time we got Come here, I'll give you a laugh, right? That's triggering. Uh, obviously the mashed potatoes yeah. with that in it or the curly kale or whatever. One year, my ma didn't make dinner that day. Murder. And I don't know whether it was when I was a kid or when my niece were well anyway, but we were after ordering a Chinese. Right. And we're like, shit, what are we gonna do? They hid it. No, they hid it under a load of prawn crackers. Oh. <laughs> I was like, please don't have you stuck it in the fried rice. No, I think she hid it, hit a fiver under a load of prawn crackers, like Ooh, no, something I, different, modern. But, but now if you were to say to me, Do you want cabbage, bacon and potatoes? I'd him and ha about it. But like as a kid it was He loved it. Loved coming home to the smell of bacon. But cabbage would you and have potatoes. had parsley sauce or gravy on that? Gravy. Yeah, do you not I don't like do the parsley sauce. sauce. Oh, okay. No, parsley I don't do and I don't do white sauce with ham or and I'm a weirdo. Um, yeah, I don't like I just like any kind of sauce, any kind oh, of yeah. sauce. And uh, I've been following a fella on uh, Instagram there the last while. It's very, he's, he's gas, right? But he makes these dinners and they're, they wouldn't be the nicest looking at dinners, dinners. but it's very entertaining right. watching them. But uh, I can't help but uh, like, look, his name's Carpo1300. Oh no. Carpo, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah. In person? No. Oh, right. Because oh, I know him. We're, we're mad about him. He's brilliant. So, uh, down to Luigi's to get his dinner. Oh, Go yeah. down the right bite and get the brekkie roll. I and know then he he makes, yeah. makes sweet love to it in I the camera. I know him off TikTok more than that yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mates with your one. Uh, what's your one's name? 
I like Adam Woman. <laughs> I don't know. It'll come to you. But uh, yeah, do yourself a favour and uh, look up. I think it's Carpo one three zero zero. Yeah, oh, he's brilliant. He's yeah. brilliant. He's, he's a little ray of sunshine. Yeah. But uh, what I've noticed that has really hurt me is that he eats a lot of dry dinners. Do you not have sauces? Do you have time? He'll stick a bit of gravy on it. But I'd say eight times out of ten, mm. it's like the driest looking mash, cremated meat, I'm and some so- soggy looking. Frozen veg. My partner Court has an issue with me dad, and the biggest issue with me dad is that he doesn't season a steak when he's doing. <laughs> and he just oh, be like politics. Like Court doesn't eat beef, like okay. red meat, and he's like, I don't even eat it, and like it's hurting me that you're not seasoning your steak. Like the more that when me dad's frying a steak in the kitchen, and Court's like, Will you just put a little bit of pepper and salt on it? Yeah. And my dad's be like, What? <laughs> the more they're out for steak. But like, I I think oh, the older generation were really bland eaters. Oh, my dad eats potatoes every single day with some sort of meat and that's yeah. it. My ma would be the same. Like, like that's about it. And like my ma, when she's making a steak, I mean cremates the thing. Like there's no, there's no yeah, medium no, rare or anything. I have to have it a li- like, like a little di- bit. As my dad always says, a good vet could bring it back to life. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't like them like that now, but yeah. Like <laughs> my sister-in-law to be her little one is 12 and she'd just be like two minutes on each side please <laughs> like she's 12 and she knows she knows her shit she knows her shit i you that, that 12 year old Gordon Ramsay would be mad proud of her now <laughs> I tell you but like uh, as well me ma like if she was making a turkey at Christmas oh I hope me ma doesn't listen because ma <laughs> you kept me alive and you fed me and all and I appreciate that but shy. Jesus <laughs> like you, you know the turkey was the kind of one that he could Sprinkle, sprinkle it. You could yeah. like take a bit of it. Sprinkle it. Dry, anyway, dry? this is the debate we have every Christmas day. Like I have to. I love turkey. I think you have to douse it in grease. gravy. Yeah, like you have to douse it in gravy for it to even taste. Turkey is like oh, bad chicken. Yeah. yeah, it's like bad chicken. I've I've had turkey. Well, if you go to the seventy-three year old that cooks their turkeys, I'm sure she'll tell you that under one. Few smacks, few smacks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean poor Maggie's. But over the last couple of years, my brother-in-law has taken over, over. the making of the meat yeah. at Christmas. So Christmas is a great time now. Yeah, <laughs> great time. Right. So, geez, we got loads of mileage on that one question. <laughs> so, uh, do you have a favourite childhood memory? Oh God. Um, does it have to be like it what be what, age can I go to? Whatever you want. It could just be yesterday. When I turned 18 and I got to change my name legally to Coventry, that oh, is well. still to this day one was of it? the favourite things. Quinn. Quinn? Yeah, so it still says it on my passport because like you have to, because it's on my birth cert, yeah. it has to still be on my passport at some sort. So it's just like everybody has like normal passport and using my hands here to explain the passport where yeah. your photo is. Passport's a little that, book that you go yeah. hold it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you know where your photo is and the page yeah. that matches like... You open it on. Yeah, yeah. Mine has also known as Catherine Quinn. Oh, on it. very good, yeah. Yeah, but when I was growing up, it had also known as Catherine Coventry. Okay. For when I was going up, like I went away with the skill and I got that put on it in fourth year, like so that yeah. the skill didn't look like they were robbing a foster child or anything like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was switched when I was growing up, but the day I could go in to the courts and get my deed pal papers to change my name, I still, Yuch. and then collecting them. And funny enough, I collected. My dad pal papers six weeks after I turned 18, which happened to be the day before I would have been with the Coventry's 18 years. Wow. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I have a day. We know what day I arrived there. Okay, like, we'll get into all that. Right, yeah, yeah. So, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> yeah. let's start from childhood, like, from early childhood. What was the dynamic? So, I... My first kind of memory 
grown up in the house would have been when I was about four, I'd say. Okay. And that was when my biological dad would have came to visit on like a Friday or something like that. And I remember coming home from school and he was there and that would have been my first memory. But I was actually six weeks old okay. when I arrived to the Coventry's for two days. Six weeks for old. For two days. Oh, a little baby. <laughs> for two days. Baby, no, I didn't arrive on my own. I arrived with my brother and sister as well. And they were, I think, three and four, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Um, and we were just emergency respite for a weekend. So it, was, it wasn't a permanent no. structure? It was just... No, in saying that, my brother and sister were there for three months as well. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, um, so it was the 9th of July, 1993, we arrived on a Friday. Yeah. And literally, that was it then. I remember, I used to always say, I say it to my man all the time, I was like, why? Like, like why did I? I mean, I was like, you didn't have, there wasn't things like, my brother and sister went into residential homes after okay. that and like homes to facilitate like younger kids. Now, and I, stuff. I, I'm, I'm dumb when it comes to all this. So you'll have to explain every every single yeah. thing is like residential home. What, what does that so mean? So a residential home is like where, say, four or five foster kids all live together and they okay. have key workers that would start in the morning and go on. So to it's, them, not, like, it's not a foster family. It's no, just, it's yeah. more like, so there was, there used to be one in Cushlan. Yeah. Um, and Cushlan is where my biological mom would have lived when I was born. So I wow. lived in Cushlan for the first six weeks of my life. Um, even though they're all from Can I tell you something what? I lived in Coastland for the first couple of weeks Stop! of my life as well Yeah, and I was convinced for years I lived in Ballymun because they're all from Ballymun and, and my man I lived in Ballymun before that oh fuck off we could be related and come here what, what's your man <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ring me dad and see if there's any more siblings I have to find out about um, <laughs> so yeah I stayed um, I used to always say to me dad like why me and he was like no like you were a baby and I think after two years they were like, well, she's ours now. Like, she's not going anywhere. Like, yeah, you there's so no new. way somebody can come and take her after two years. So that was You that. had imprinted on them. That's what happened Literally, there. we went twilight on it and we just, I yeah, stayed yeah. forever. Yeah. But no, um, so I'm the youngest of seven. So I'm 31 in May. My mum and dad have three biological children. So my mum and dad are Bernie so and what's, Robert. What's, yeah, I was going to say, what's their name? Yeah. Bernie and Robert. Okay. She'll kill me because she's Bernadette. But... I, everybody calls her Bernie apart from her own family they all yeah. call her Bernadette so okay. she's Bernadette, Bernadette and Robert and then they, we have Isabel, Gavin and Robert and they are their three biological children so okay. Isabel's the oldest then Gavin then Robert Okay. Then, and would they be older than you or younger yeah, than you? Yeah so Isabel's 50 in June and I'm 31 in May wow, so, so like the little there's baby. 19 years I always make a joke when I was a kid I used to walk around calling her my mum and my mum my nanny just oh, to piss yeah. the children <laughs> yeah. off like in an item but like I think it's so funny. Like she, I was, she was nineteen when I got there. Like we shared a room. She yeah. shared a room so with she, a baby. Well, she could like, well have been yeah. your mother. Yeah, yeah. I always laugh. I'm like, did the neighbours ever think you just went off and a kid arrived? Like you know, oh, I always yeah, make yeah, a joke yeah. of saying it. But then you stranger have, things have happened. Oh, stranger things. Have we happened, all know a story well like that. We it, all yeah. know a story well like that. Well, where somebody's actually our auntie, but she turns out to be our mom. Like. Yeah, closer to home than you realise. It's in everyone's family. Family, family's yeah. like brush under the carpet. No, no, they didn't see the bump. Get down the country until you're. The baby's born. Sure, what happened in Desperate Housewives if they oh, can pull stop. it off? Yeah. Anybody can. Um, and then you have John, who is adopted. So John came from the mother and baby home down. If I'm not mistaken, it was either North Circular or South Circular Road. Okay. Um, so he's been with my mum and dad again since he was like nine months old or one. Like, and he's older than you, younger than you. He's older than me. So the way I'm explaining them is the way we go. In order. Age. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, Isabel, Gavin, and Robert are the three biologicals. Okay. John's adopted. Okay. Thomas and Christopher are both biological brothers. Same mom, different dads. So they came together. So, it, so, wow. 
Right, yeah. sorry, I'm, my brain yeah, is like so a little hamster. so we have a set of brothers, biological, bro- like okay. biological brothers within the foster okay, four yeah. of us that are then. not my mum and dad's sake. Yeah, yeah. And then there's me. So Thomas and Chris, I think. So seven. Yeah, there's seven, seven of us. So yeah. three biological, four. One adopted, three foster. Four bonus kids. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and with that then, like I came along, but after that and in between me coming along and in between the boys all coming along, they were doing weekend respites, emergency respites. Like, so there's still other kids coming and going? About 60 kids had my mum has had, apart from the four that she kept in and out through her okay, house. Let over me years. ask you one thing, right? She's an angel. So, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it goes without saying. Yeah. But after they had had three kids of their own, right? Mm. What, what triggered them to say, this is what we want to do now? They always, like, my mum always said if she couldn't have her own kids, she would like to. And. I think after even having their own, they always wanted to do more and yeah. have more. Like they, they would have wanted a big family. They had the means to facilitate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even having the means to facilitate it, having the head to facilitate yeah. it. Yeah. But like I thing. always laugh, like my mum and dad met by accident, like okay. pure by accident. My dad tripped over his own foot when he was drunk one night and really? asked my mum like, to dance instead of my mum's friend. Like, oh, right. And I laugh and I say, if he didn't trip over his foot, None of us would have the life yeah, yeah. we have now. Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's mad how two people who weren't even supposed to, well, were supposed to meet, but, like, that wasn't the plan, mm. ended up both wanting to the do thing, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. That's mad. Like, mm. I, something in me would love to do that as well. Yeah. But I, I, I can't even fit. I had to rehome my dog. Like, so I had to I always, Eventually. Like, <laughs> I always say that if I'm not lucky enough to have my own, that I know... If I do foster or if I do adopt, I'm helping somebody or like yeah. not even helping them, but you're giving somebody the life I had. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The second chance I had. So yeah. I have no problem doing that. And I'm very lucky that my partner is he'd the on, exact same and board, he's on board yeah. with it. Like, yeah. And the thing about being a parent is the most rewarding, hard job you'll do. Yeah. No matter how the kid comes into your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And like I'm an auntie right now to all my friends' babies and yeah. all my beautiful nieces and nephews even though they don't stop growing the family just keeps growing it's oh. mad a grand trying to remember all the birthdays don't even know how many we're on. Oh, I'm the only one in the family who could tell you every single birthday in my house I have them written down as if I get my man and I have calendars with like each month has a photo of his birthday I'll, I'll give one. you a laugh I'll give you a laugh there two of my sister's birthdays were in January mm. ring and one of them I, I was saying happy birthday to her and mm. she was like, so, will you ring ring the Oufle and tell him it's my birthday? Oh, stop. <laughs> so I had to ring me down and go, uh, just a little gentle Gen- reminder. Gen- <laughs> your daughter's birthday was like, oh, sh- bollocks, right here. If you don't write it into our group chat, they don't get happy birthday. It's, it's, you it's, don't it's, know. Like, it's just our mania. group chat is called Losers 2.0. <laughs> our family group chat, like for the siblings and my man, dad and the in-laws. Oh. Um, but like, if you put all of us together, there's 29 of us in my family, immediate wow. family, wow. immediate. Yeah. So like that's my mum and dad, the seven of us, we all have seven partners and then all the grandkids and my nieces and nephews, girlfriends yeah. and boyfriends. Do you know what I mean? So like you Basically, you don't yeah. need any friends. No, I don't need friends. No. And so the fact that my sister-in-law to be is one of my friends as well. It's Lovely, just golden. Yeah. It's Lovely. just golden. Like it's Handy amazing. Dandy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, I always laugh. People used to always say to us coming home, like, what was it like coming home? My sister describes it in the best way possible. She'd be like, home and away house. You never know who you're going to sit across from on a Friday eating your dinner after school. Yeah. Oh, so as a kid? Like, yeah, as a kid. And like, she would have grown up in it more than I did. Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. every 60 of those kids, she would have been there for. 
Wow. Grown up, her Gavin that, and Robert that would must have been, have been like, mad for them. Yeah. yeah. As like as an adult for that starting as she's an adult. Yeah. You know. And then nineteen years of age to go and share a room with a child. Yeah, like wow. a one-year-old. Like, wow. And I'm really going to out myself here now and I'm going to say this because every time my sister used to meet ex-boyfriends or if I, like, somebody was being introduced to her or whatever. You got put them deacted. No, no. <laughs> I was bringing no, a No, when home. she'd be introduced to somebody I was bringing home, like, yeah. in a teenage capacity, even my friends around, like, if she was being introduced to anybody new, she used to let them in on a little thing that I used to do when I was a kid and I, when I was learning how to... It was a toilet and I'd get out of my bed at night time, get into her bed, pissing it and get back out and get into my own bed. <laughs> so I was getting into a dry bed then and oh, she was getting a wet bed. That's brains to born. What else did she used to tell? I was bald until I was three. Were you bald? I was three? bald until I was three. Like just photos of me at two years of age and that one screen of hair. Oh. Like, <laughs> and now I have fucking loads of it. Like. But yeah, like she loves to say all those things, but to, to getting into it out of her into out of my bed and into her bed is our favourite one to say. It's, yeah. just it's like don't shit where you eat or Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Every time I had I used it, to shit where it. <laughs> oh, every time I had a smelly bum, they'd always say to me, Mom, uh, smell of her. And I kept going, Mom, smelly it. <laughs> <laughs> smelly it. <laughs> like the things growing up, it's just like normal family. But I think because there was such an age gap between me, Isabel, Gavin, and Robert, yeah, like yeah. a big age gap, like even there's six years between me and Christopher. Do you know what I mean? He's next to me. Yeah. But like 19. So they had six years to ponder the idea. Yeah. yeah and then they just didn't really have choice no, it just kept happening just didn't then. really have a choice wow. but like I remember even on my confirmation day we had a foster child um, she was a little bit older than me I think her name was Laura I remember and Laura yeah and now she I know I remember seeing her coming Laura up, without yeah like oh. L apostrophe O-R oh lovely She's she actually does modelling and stuff now like wow. it's mad to see like somebody who you used to live with just coming up on your screen yeah, like, you're like it's oh. mad yeah I used to know them yeah but like my mum and dad have had to they never, like, you know, you take a child on, but you also take what comes with the child. So, Trauma. like, they would have had kids for weekends and they would have had mad situations. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then they would have all of the four of us who they knew they were keeping for the rest of their lives, well, hoped to keep for the rest of their lives, and they had their families and biological families yeah. to deal with and to go so through as what, well. What is the deciding factor on. Like, so they had you from six yeah. weeks old and they, they knew they wanted to yeah. keep you. But how did, what's the They process? would have went through all the channels then. So, so I was a, I was awarded court. So I was taken oh. out of my situation. You were awarded court? Award of court. Award of yeah, court. Yeah, so a court and judge decided that I needed to be taken out of the situation I was in. Okay. So I don't know if they just went for full fostering rights or okay. guardianship or whatever but I know when like I was growing up my social workers would still have to be signing forms and stuff like that for me so although I was their foster child the state was my guardian yeah, they were my yeah. legal kind of guardian because I was a ward of court so I was taken it was, out of there was still no permanent kind of yeah. fixture right? and then it was then as I got older I was like I just knew that they were my family and they were the people that were yeah. rare in me and so did you then get to decide. You no? ne- I never really did. So like, it was never, the the court, was never in your, your court. It just yeah. expires at a certain age. I think it was 21 it expired with me. Then I was my own free person. So you never got legally adopted? No. So no. you're a nomad? Nomad. Floater? Yeah, absolutely. But yes. I changed my name. Yeah. Changed my name. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to be, like I have to say the skills were very, very good to us as kids. Like they never made it awkward. They always used Coventry for us. Like it was yeah. never... 
well you have this name and you have this name like we have to go by this name because then I remember it happened once by accident and somebody was like to me why do you have a different name to your mum and dad and like I burst into tears and I was like I don't want to tell them like when you were younger it was different but now I shout from the rooftops because they gave me my life yeah like I wouldn't have anything I have now if it wasn't for them like that's what this podcast is mm. all about it's about normalising the the things that people find mad because I'd say one in ten people are probably in similar situations yeah. to you. But like, why is it so taboo? Like, why is it push under the carpet? It's, and do you know what? And like, I didn't, my biological family situation is mad. Like, I have brothers and sisters I didn't even know about in there. Like, I found right, well, let's, go wind, right? <laughs> let's go back, right? Let's go back. So, do you, do you know the backstory of why know, you were put up for yes, adoption? Or yes. not, put up to be fostered? And So, um, we weren't in the best situation, like, house-wise. Okay. We weren't clean, all that kind of stuff. Relax, I was a brand new baby. A bit of neglect, yeah. yeah. Um, I was a brand new baby. My brother and sister were in school. And it was actually, this is mad to me because it's a woman who knew my mom and dad. My mom and dad played darts with this couple. And she was constantly asking my mom how she could help these kids because she was worried about them. They were in school with her son. Da, da, da. And it turned out it was us they were talking about. Oh. <gasps> So, so she was like, asking my mom how to go about your, your biological or my foster mom. Foster mom, sorry to confuse me. How she went about helping these kids. She was worried about them and da da da. And it turned out then, like when I say my mom, that's Bernie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it turned out my mom got a phone call then for an emergency yeah. um, respite and it okay. was us. Wow. And she couldn't tell her friend for weeks that she had us until she knew what was this happening. Was, yeah. And then like that lady was like to my mum, oh like I haven't seen them in a while, I hope they're okay. And then my mum had to be like, well, no I have them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I have it them just now. turns out like that that lady and then I ended up working with her for years so like the, the, the lady that yeah, was like, concerned Diane is just the best person in the world I ended up working with her for years and it's only when I got older then like even in the last couple of years I only realised I was like Jesus I was like you've helped me get to where I am yeah. like do you Your know one what I conversation mean? probably triggered yeah. something that yeah. the, what the butterfly effect yeah yeah, literally wow but um, so we were I was awarded of court um and like I said, that day expires when you're 21. If nothing's done about it, you're just not, your case is you're kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have had, I had an older brother and sister and then I had a younger brother. So my older brother and sister and me were all placed in the Coventries. And then my biological mom went to England and had a fourth child with my uncle. <laughs> Sorry, hold on now, wait, wait. Sorry, what? So my younger brother is my first cousin and my brother. So, hold on now. So you're so your your younger brother? Yeah. So I have a younger brother in England, and he is biologically my brother, but biologically my first cousin as well, because my mom had kids with two brothers. Ah, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Okay. So three brothers. And where's he at now? Is he? He's still in England. He's still in England. Yeah, he's okay. still in England. So there's three brothers. So I have my uncle, my dad. Well. I call him my sperm donor, but anyway, yeah. uh, my uncle. We've had that phrase here on this here before. And my sperm donor are all brothers, obviously. My auntie. <laughs> obviously, are they? How did that work? <laughs> my auntie was married to one of the brothers and has all her kids with one of the brothers. And okay. then my mom ended up having kids with two brothers. Okay. So, okay. like, it's weird because like, all my cousins are like, re- like, 
we're all closely cousins. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's no incest there, no, but, but there's, like, there's, there's overlap. So, so obviously your man had a type. Yeah. And yeah. it was that family. Yeah, yeah. That family, apparently. <laughs> but like, it's mad. Um, as we got older, like I've stayed in contact with my cousins off my own back. Like yeah, yeah. we've just... It's nice to know your you're family. You're that type like, of person. Yeah. yeah. You're, but like, you're I'm, I'm so like one of my cousins. It's ridiculous. Like personality wise, when we smile or somebody took a photo of, of us at my cousin's wedding, his sister's wedding in in Liverpool. And I look at the photo now and I'm like, you would know we're related. But isn't it lovely for you to see that? Yeah. yeah because like grown up, None of us look alike. Yeah. We are like the weirdest combination of family. Like I say, they have I've, like three that are the image of each other. One Milky Way kid. John used to look like the Milky Way kid growing up because he used to wear white glasses. Misfits. Yeah, and then <laughs> Thomas and Christopher are so alike and then me. But do you know what? People always taught me Thomas and Christopher were biological brothers yeah. and sisters because we were always so alike and closest in age as well. Yeah. But like, I'm so like my mum and dad. It's yeah. crazy it's definitely, like we were saying, nature versus nurture. Yeah. I have the personality of my dad. I sing, I do musicals. None of my biological family do stuff like that. That's the whole thing. Like, are you born with yeah. your personality or is your personality developed? Developed into you. Due to your environment and yeah. what people are imprinting on you yeah. and things like that. So, but I wonder then, is there elements of your biological parents in your personality that you're not even realising and I don't know because I haven't spent it's mad isn't it time to figure that out like yeah. my biological sperm donor can we say that biological sperm donor you can donor? say whatever you want this is biological your story biological sperm donor <laughs> has four five other kids that I know about yeah yeah so four younger than me that I knew about because he was with a different woman then for years so I knew about the three boys and the sister yeah the three brothers and the sister for years never met them though um I would have been that kind of kid that was never dying to meet all my siblings out oh there. you were like I had the family kind of I yeah if I let it in it might hurt me yeah, kind of thing, yeah. and like unfortunately my brother and my older brother and sister it's all they've ever wanted do you know what Me I mean? Too. No, we we knew each other. They wanted to know all the other siblings and your all your other siblings. Yeah, yeah. like they so. were mad into it because they had different. They had a completely different experience to me. They had like the residential homes, the group homes, all that kind of stuff. Whereas I had the one family. I am like one in a million yeah. that I get one family. I was never. I don't know how. It's not very common. Like there was always For a, a very unlucky of home. start. You landed yeah. lucky afterwards. Whereas I yeah. literally just had it from the get go. Yeah. That like it was just one family. So I'm Thank very God. lucky. So I think they always craved somebody to want them. Nearly. Whereas yeah. I had it. I didn't crave it. So I was never too. So they, they wanted it. to know their backstories. So you lost yeah. me there because I thought you meant yeah. they wanted to know your no, backstory no, no, no. because uh, like right and now like, I'd want to know. No, yeah. <laughs> and like I know everything. Yeah. Like I know their stories. I know everything. But unfortunately they both would have learning dif- difficulties. Yeah. You know the way they say the first couple of years of a child's life is the most important that you're like a sponge. It's crucial, yeah. They didn't have what I would have had as like they I didn't was have very the nurture. Lucky. No, they didn't yeah. have it. So they would have missed out on stuff that I didn't. So I was always a person who knew everything. So you weren't like basically searching for answers? No, like I was the child who knew my background. I was the sibling who knew theirs. They didn't necessarily know the things I knew. So when they wanted to get to know like our dad and stuff like that, 
I didn't. Yeah. I knew why I didn't. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They didn't. They wanted a family, which okay. unfortunately I had and they didn't necessarily have. So, right. I keep getting confused because it, yeah. it's a confusing it story. It is confusing. Like, let's you not need pretend. to literally label it. You uh, need a, like, like a big blackboard Family with a tree label. kind yeah. of thing, yeah. So, these are your two brothers. Biological brothers? Biological or, brother and sister. These are, and they're, yeah. um, are they now? They're with, in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, they're in Ireland. They're not yeah. with your family. No. Okay. They're in Ireland. So, they are. So, you they keep would in contact. In, yeah. yeah. They would be in aftercare. Like, okay. Well, they're probably out of aftercare now, but they would have been in aftercare because they wouldn't necessarily have been with a family. So they would have been set up to like having a, a room in a house and they would have key workers there all the time okay. and stuff because of their learning difficulties as well. Okay. They needed somebody to guide them in life and stuff right. like that as well. And so they haven't had opportunity to, to find out so they you have. they do know they do know now like they okay. know different things but not to the extent that I know everything I'd, I'd be afraid so how did that happen that you came to know everything just because they would I don't think especially my my sister she'd never be able to handle the truth okay okay do yeah, you know what I yeah. mean like no she knows she knows and she learned for herself like she did try and get to know my it dad would probably and do more kids. damage than yeah. she did try and get to know my my dad and his kids but it never went well like okay. it never it always ended up in tears and Bad it was idea. always me thinking I told you so but I'd never you wouldn't do that I yeah. wouldn't do it like yeah. I wouldn't do it because all she wanted was it to be loved and to be closure. wanted yeah the closure all she yeah. wanted was to be wanted but um, like he had oh yeah like during lockdown I got this random message on Facebook from this random girl your sister 21 years of age never knew about and then when I told Bernie as my mum where she was from and all that she was like oh my god she was like, that makes perfect sense now. I used to bring you there to visit your dad all the yeah. time. Now that makes sense. And oh, come here. I have a story mm. similar to that. When I was 18, yeah. I found out I had another brother. Right. And that was back in Bebo days. Yeah. That day. So nobody in the whole family had been in contact for Can't, years. Nobody in- He's a year older than me. Right. That day I went home on the Bebo, found him. Hey, I'm your sister. That's it. Like, That's all I said. Yeah. Two days later. We all met up yeah. and it was a big part of the family. Big part of the family. You know, Whereas so you never mine's, know. Mine's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, my for, my last question back to her was, do you still keep in contact with blank? She said, yeah. And I was like, good luck with your life because I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that bridge being no, mended. No, no. Yeah. no yeah. absolutely not. The last time I seen him was my confirmation so day. So blank being? The sperm donor. Okay, okay. Um, Last time I seen him was my confirmation day. He rang two days before to ask could he come and I asked him not to because I wanted to just have a normal confirmation yeah, like no everybody else. Yeah. And he turned up. So my last experience of him is a negative. Yeah. And I that was when I... Just not mom, understanding yeah, boundaries. And my yeah. mum would say to me, it's up to yourself now. You do what you want to do. Even when it came to visiting my biological <laughs> mum and stuff, it got to a certain point where it was up to me then. It yeah. was, do you want to do this? And do you want to see it? And I used to say, no, I'm the child. Let them be the parent if they want to be. So it got to the stage where then the visitations went longer in between and stuff. And like, we have a relationship now, don't get me wrong. And she is my mother, like, don't get me wrong. But it's hard then at the sense because we don't know each other a hell of a lot. Yeah. And there's probably resentment and it's hard. Definitely was for like there was a lot of negativity towards what I had as a family and I had this and like that. My brother and sister would go back to her for Christmas and birthdays and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And because I didn't, I think that was always a hardship nearly. And then there was a couple of times where it was, well, 
they only did it for the money and da da da. And I'm like, how? How do they only do it for the money when I'm still there 31 years later? Like, oh, yeah, sorry, odd. Like, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. low, low blows. Yeah, low, low blows. blows. Yeah. But, um, and we don't have the per- most perfect relationship. And, like, even if they do listen to this pod, they wouldn't be surprised at anything I'm saying. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because we don't have the most amazing relationship. But I had to step away and be the child in it. And remember, yeah. I was the child in it. Like, they were the person who needed to make... Make the effort. Make the effort. Yeah, yeah. So, it stopped being me. And, and it, it, it was never me. up to you to encourage the no. effort. Yeah. No. Understand. I've had... Like, I've had stages in my life where I'd be like, why me? Why didn't they want me? Why didn't they do this? And then I... Like, after a couple of weeks, I'm stepping back on. Why do I want those answers when I have the life yeah. I have? But, like, it's hard then when... You've also people being like, oh, well, I come from this and oh, this is my family and da, da, da. And I'm seeing my family on social media, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then you're finding things on social media. And like, I could reach out and be 100% in their lives if, if I want it. But they could also reach out to me and be 100% yeah. in my life if they want it. Those two ways, yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, like, it shows a lot of strength in your character, mm. right? The, the Your approach to all this. Yeah. And... I'd say you're one in a million in your approach, which yeah. is great. And, you know, give yourself kudos because you're not yearning for this. Or, yeah. why, why, like, why don't they, why didn't they want me and all that? Yeah. Because you're, you're like, that's neither here nor there yeah. because I'm here and now, that's there. <laughs> I did, like, when I tell you 23, all Catherine hit rock bottom, probably yeah. before 23. But 23 was when I hit yeah, rock a moment. bottom. moment. Moment. I had a years of it. A like, long moment. <laughs> I was a shell of myself and I could never understand why and where I went, it came from like yeah I went to counselling and we brought it right back and it, it stemmed from of course like, stemmed of course. from all of that like do you know yeah. what I mean never being wanted enough by the parents who brought you into the world or never yeah. felt like you were wanted enough by the parents that brought you into the world to feeling just always abandoned. feel rejected feeling abandoned yeah like I used to let previous relationships walk all over me because I just craved the, the, to be wanted yeah, like to yeah. just crave that so I need common. to be wanted that's so like. common yeah. and it took me to literally go fuck this mm. and I spent four years on my own just yeah. me and now I'm the happiest I've ever been in a relationship yeah. like and I like don't get me wrong I still everybody has bad days everybody has like a couple of shitty weeks and here and there but genuinely in the last three years has been the happiest I have ever been and why is that? Oh, well, not even three years. Jesus, we're only together two years in May. How did you know that's what I meant? Because oh, he's the literal like light of my life. Yeah. He's just unreal. What's, what's his name? Kurt. What a cool <laughs> name, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> so I met Kurt in Wexford when I was 10. 10. He would have been nearly 14, I'd say. Yeah. So my ride or die, left arm, best friend, Lauren, and Court are cousins. <laughs> ah, there we go, yeah. So, um, but boys and girls don't do what I do and date the other brother first. <laughs> ah. So his younger brother, who's the same age as me, would have been Hold like on a minute. my teenage. Pause. <laughs> that must be nature. <laughs> that must be in the nature. Oh, I was waiting for some say. I get this all the time. That's my in sister, the blood then. My sister literally just be like, There's no more like, brothers there, is Like that? mother, like daughter. And the watch is back. I get. I get like mother, like daughter all the go. time. Yeah, that was the joke when me and Court got together for a while. It was like, like mother, like daughter. I was like, There we say, off. we say as a nature or not. <laughs> that one. <laughs> nature. Nature. Okay. But yeah, like, um, and then two years ago, my friend Lauren had had a baby. 
she came home her auntie had her 50th and like it was a whopper family party after Covid there was loads of celebrations everything yeah. Kurt walked into a room hadn't seen him in about six years that was it <laughs> Now the, the family, look. the family are convinced, Happy and I am saying this in literal, like <laughs> in to whoever's listening, the family are convinced something happened that night with us, but it wasn't. It was the following day, ah. and I like we waited twenty four hours. We waited twenty four hours. Like, I'm a classy board. His uncle Chris is convinced. He's like, man, out. It happened the night of his wife Sam's birthday, and I'm like, it didn't. I was like, I handed my hair to tell you it happened the next. That was just the warm up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, ever since then, I like I was going to Canada 69, day, 69 days later after the night Filthy. we met. Literally dirty. And did and you do a 69 and celebrate the 69? Not really, no. no oh, well, that no. was a, that Family was a missed, opportunity there, wasn't it? No. missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. I said it to him like, so it was the Saturday night and then the Sunday we spent all day together and then Monday was my birthday, actually, yeah. funny enough. So our anniversary is the day before my birthday every year, which is great. Like so he'll never that. forget. Nah, well you can never or, forget. Or if you forget the boat. Oh god, <laughs> he's screwed. Like, oh, of course, nah, you want to watch yourself he there gets, now. He gets reminders. Sure, I was like to him, um, I don't do like Valentine shit. Like I'm not in. Like I'd rather a card with your handwriting in it over yeah. presents any day of the year. Like I'm or not something from your heart. Come here. Yeah, you're right there with me. Yeah, I, I prefer. I, we've spoken about this. Yeah, I just don't understand the whole present and the kind of tr- top trumping. Hold on, I watched somebody do their day in the canteen and work say that they sent their boyfriend a bag for four hundred and fifty euro for Michael Mark Jacobs for for Halloween. You sent a boyfriend a bag for Valentine's Day, and I was like, in my head, I'm like. Why should he have to go out and buy a bag for 450 euros? Oh, euro? she, she, she sent him this bag that she wanted for Valentine's Day. Oh, I thought you meant Day. she had bought him a bag. No. I was like, but why did he want she the bag? She sent him a bag that she had bought, she wants for she, Valentine's Day. I was like, of course, I'd be happy with a card with your handwriting. And I like, I, ca- I have all the cards he's ever gotten me. Like, and that means more to me. Yeah. The man finds it very hard to express himself out loud. So a card with how he's feeling in it is enough to me. So he's the opposite. We are opposites when it comes to I overshare, he undershares. That, that's a real uh, a real thing for me. When someone is like that, yeah. it makes me kind of relate to them really quick. Yeah. It makes me warm some because that's yeah. a real kind of minimalist attitude, right? And I love a minimalist. Yeah. And I love when people aren't materialistic no. and they're just like substance... The you first know. thing I ever bought court was a key ring, right? Spoiled, we have matching key rings and his says Hell yeah, her cra- <laughs> his crazy and mine says her cam. Oh, lovely. So like we have each and they're like bottle openers. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely. But like we have each thing and I was going to Canada. His and, can. Yeah, a little can <laughs> opener, little bottle opener. Um, But I was going to Canada like literally when we met and the girls and my mum were always like it's fucking typical you are about to move to Canada and you meet somebody like after being on your own for how long like, and like my mum always says to Kurt because you and I had done this like seven years ago and he was like neither of us were in the right place it wouldn't have worked you would have hated each other we're yeah. in the right place now so I went to Canada as planned um, we said we'd do long distance I a little part of me was like will we make it the day I knew Obviously, we'd make like, it that's terrifying well me. the day we I knew I'd make it is <laughs> what came next okay what? so um I landed in Canada on like the 4th of 
July or like the 6th of July. No, my brother got married on the 6th. So I must have landed like the 3rd or 4th. Right. And my brother got married on the 6th. My mom and sister surprised my brother for his wedding. Like they had a small wedding on the side of a mountain. Most magical thing ever. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, side of a mountain getting married. I mean, oh, come on. In Ireland? In, no, Canada. Oh, right. I was going to say in Ireland. In the middle of the Rockies. In, in your brain poncho. No. <laughs> middle of the Rockies. They got married. Yeah, it was stunning. Oh. And I just wasn't well at all. Um, oh. like so sick thought it was the field like the adjusting like my brother did say to me you'll adjust differently to field like it's a lot richer over here I just put it down to that put it down to travelling put it down to being on the go for a couple of days after I travelled the, 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 the high altitude all yeah. that kind of stuff and um, Lauren had had a six month old at this stage and she yeah. just said to me for the shits and giggles will you just humour me and do a pregnancy test and I was like hardly I was like if over like I've what, polycystic what, why ovaries. Because I've polycystic ovaries, so sorry, Gav. But my periods are never regular. So like yeah. I don't know how that ever works with somebody. Like it's it's hard to you'd never think like So it's you just you. had no chance. Just had no chance. Like I've gone like the last six months without a period. So like three months is nothing, like do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like three months is nothing to me. So but like I hadn't even been three months. Like okay. a missed period was never means anything to me. Okay. So Lauren was like, Will you just humour me? And I was like, Alright. Paint a picture. Court's auntie in Lauren's apartment kitchen. Lauren holding her six-month-old, me in the bathroom, peeing on a stick. Right. Open the door. The thing didn't even need a full three minutes to fucking light up. It was lit up brighter than my future after oh. 30 seconds. Jesus Christ. I was like... What? And you were in Canada? I was in Canada and he was in Ireland. Oh. I opened the bathroom door and Lauren went, hardly. And I went... Oh fuck! And his, oh, yeah, and his auntie like, is standing oh. there going, "What? She hadn't got a clue what we were doing." Like, yeah. And I was like, "I'm pregnant." She had the child in her arm, and she was like, "Oh my god, that's my nephew!" <laughs> oh my god, because <laughs> obviously Lauren's mom's yeah yeah, yeah. Cor's auntie and yeah, godmother yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Oh my god, I've watched you grow up for years," and like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, years, years. So that was grand. Lauren was like, no, no, I can't, this can't be it. I need to know him any week, Cher, because it was just a normal oh, wasn't thing. Digital. No, it wasn't digital. She was like, right, we're going back to the chemist. So Lauren just disappeared and went to chemist across our road, well, the pharmacy, across pharmacy. our road from the apartment block. And that was grand and came home. And uh, yeah, literally plus so three weeks. then you rang court. Rang court and I okay. was like, hey, where are you? And he was like, oh, I'm just walking home from James as his best friend. Like, And I was like, they lived around the corner from each other. And I was like, can you, can you ring me when you get home? And he was like, your voice doesn't sound great. You're all right. Like, and I was like, I'm pregnant. I couldn't even <laughs> And he was like, what? Will you, re- like, will you ring me when you get home? I'm pregnant. <laughs> literally, and he was like, I'm on a main road. Can I ring you back in about four minutes? And I hung up the phone and started wrong crying. I was like, oh my God, he's going to hate me. Like, you know, like thinking that. But what I didn't know is he was supposed to fly to Canada the next day to surprise me. And his flight got cancelled. Right. So I told him I was pregnant on a Wednesday. He was supposed to arrive in Canada on a Thursday to surprise me. Okay. Imagine if I had awaited or not tested and tested when he got there. Like, that's what I'm laughing at. So he got delayed, but I didn't know he was coming. He never told me his flight was cancelled or anything. So on the Saturday, we went to a lake up 
oh, Canmore like up in the Rockies like me, Lauren, yeah. her mom and Trent and the baby. Yeah. My little my little girl who's two now. You still didn't know he was coming. He didn't still tell Still hadn't okay, got a clue. Okay. These fuckers all knew. Good. So Lauren kept being like to me oh like wait and like talk about it properly like you will talk about it. like and I was like how do we talk about it when I'm in a apartment full of people like what do I do? Do I go home? Do I what? Like when I tell you I'd say a lot of people think as soon as I found out I was pregnant that was me I'm coming home. Yeah. We had no idea what we were going to do. Okay. Zero idea. Okay. Zero idea. So he arrives on the Saturday. Lauren and Trent went to get pizza. No, they did come home with pizza as well. But picked up a fucking court on the way. <laughs> like, so Lauren, when I got to Canada, Lauren made me a sign. I'm a Friends fanatic. Like, I eat, breathe and sleep Friends. Yeah, yeah. And she made me a big poster that said, the one where Catherine arrives in Calgary. And it was a big poster. And ah. I had that. Had left in the car. Didn't think out of it. She hands me the poster and I was like, oh yeah, I'll keep that. I have to keep that. And she goes, oh no, open it. And I said, no, I read it like in the airport. And she was like, open it. And I was like, I read it in the airport. Mm. She was like, open the fucking poster. So I opened it and a piece of paper fell out. Right. And then it said, and then Kurt arrived. And I was like, what? And I'm sitting on the couch with his auntie being like, I have to buy a buggy. I have to buy this. I'm going to have to buy this. (laughs) Like we were minding, we had Kittyano with us as well. The three of us were sitting there and I just couldn't move. It's like rigor mortis just took over my whole body. So where was he? He was at the apartment door. Oh. And he walked in and he was like, all right. And I was like, so one thing about Kurt is like, he'll say hi to me, but everybody else is all right. Everybody else gets yeah. an all right. It's the real north side around him. It's yeah, very yeah. funny. Um, And I was like, I couldn't speak. What are you doing? I'm never what are you short. Doing I'm never short for words, like ever. Couldn't speak, couldn't move. And he was like, Are you gonna give me a hug? And I was like, I actually can't move. My <laughs> arms wouldn't work, like nothing work. Also, I was violently, stroke. violently ill. Because yeah. if I hadn't done that pregnancy test on the Wednesday, by the Friday I would have known I was pregnant. Because yeah, yeah. it was literally two days and then I was vomiting my guts up every morning. Okay, like okay, I couldn't yeah. even stand the smell of a bin, like oh, severe. So I was like to him, We're having a baby. I didn't even say hello to him. All I said was, we're having a baby. And he was like to me, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, he was like, I'm in Canada. I was like, did you book this? Because I told you I was pregnant. He was like, no, I was supposed to arrive here on Thursday. So like, we were figuring, like, finding out. Aww. And then his flights got changed and everything. Like, my mom and sister knew. So they arrived home from Canada and got a photo of him in the airport while he was waiting to go to Canada. <laughs> so they overlapped for like two hours. Like, oh, it was shit. mad. So everybody knew yeah, yeah. that he was coming apart from me. <laughs> Literally. Um, but, so that was grand. And I was like, what do we do? We're, what Like we had, n- like we had no clue what we were doing. Of course you had like, no we clue. Had no, like, and I was like, do we, do I go home? Do I not? I had told my brother and my sister-in-law were the only people in my family at this time that knew. Okay. And I was like to Chris, he was like, only you could move to Canada and find out you're pregnant. And wow. like, I'm in tears because I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do I do? Not in a bad way. Like this is panic. It's, I've always wanted to be a mom. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I always loved that. It was excitement was going, yeah. and confusion all What do I do? Yeah, like, do yeah. I go home? Do I not? A cocktail so, of emotions. Literally. Yeah. So I was, ve- we were very lucky that I found out I was pregnant, went to the doctors, they done all the tests, everything, and then they booked me a scan and I was so lucky. I explained to the girl on the phone, Court was only with me for mm. two and a half weeks. Okay. And they got us in for our first scan while he was still in Canada. Oh, brilliant, yeah. So we got our first scan done. I was <laughs> seven and a half weeks. Oh really? Already? Yeah. Your one was like, "Oh, you're about seven and seven to eight weeks," and the two of us are looking at each other, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, we're together since May." <laughs> and what month was it? July. <laughs> Start. Oh my god! <laughs> 
serious darts play like, at him. Literally. I was like, oh my God, like what are the odds? So we hadn't told our parents, didn't tell my mom, didn't you went tell his mom. there when you said it. Literally Because I'm thinking about horrible. it, I'm like, oh my God. You hear Mark about fight. other people finding yeah. this, but never you yourself. You them like, when you were pregnant. Oh, like yeah. unbelievable. But like I never thought it was going to be me because as I, like, I kept saying like, to him, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I'm going red or I can feel it. But it was just bananas. So we had our first scan done. That was unbelievable. Like, that was amazing. But I wouldn't look at the screen and I, I'm deaf in my left ear. So I couldn't right. hear anything. And he had to literally be like to me. I'm also feeling Sandy as I do this. Oh, nice. He had to be like to me, look at the screen. Yeah. There's a harpy because all I was fearing was there was no harpy or whatever. Okay. So that was grand. We had our first scan. Our due date was, should have been St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Oh, I was like, that's great. Little Irish kid in Calgary. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know. The only thing my brother kept saying to me is having a kid here will benefit you medically and financially oh, as well. Yeah, because... What's Court thinking about? So we that was an option. So his job at the time, he could have relocated. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? So we just didn't know what we wanted. But I just, that fear of being away from my mom. The, the support like, system is yeah, yeah like and his mom having it like they have one of their grandbaby yeah she has one of their grandchild and I was like I just I don't You're know if I could be You're away a I'm a homeboy you surrender to it and then nothing could have prepared me like nothing can prepare you to for, so I went for my 12 week scan oh no and my they just left me in a room and okay. he just went to me oh I'll be back in two minutes and there was a student nurse sitting there with me she knew I knew. She, but she wasn't allowed she to say it. couldn't say yeah. it. And they had to get, obviously, the head the, doctor the, the to doctor, look yeah. at the scan and tell Confirm. you. Confirm. So there was no heartbeat. Oh, and I was on my own. My brother couldn't come with me to the appointment because he had a meeting. Lauren had Kitty Annie. Yeah. Unfortunately, she had a miscarriage the week before me. Oh, God. We had found out we were pregnant two days apart. Oh. So... I didn't want to bring her to my scan. Yeah. Like, I thought that was insensitive. Oh, yeah. And she was texting me the entire time. She was like, send me photos. I can't wait to see the baby. And she was being so positive towards me. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to her. And I literally texted and I was like, there's no heartbeat. I was like, they, I just texted her. I was like, they left me in a room. And she rang me and she was ringing me and ringing me and ringing me. And I couldn't answer because they were coming in and out. Mm. And she, eventually... I just said to her, I need to, I just text her, I need to in court. So I ran court and he was like, well, I was like, any photos? And I just went to court and he just went, what? And I was like, there's no heartbeat. And he went, what? Like, still to this day in my head, his voice like is piercing in that yeah, conversation sorry, in my head. Just... But rewind, like my mom didn't know. His mom didn't know. That my sister, No, my sister was the only one who knew. Okay. My sister and my brother and his wife was the only ones out of my family who knew. I was coming home a couple of weeks later for Lauren to be bridesmaid for Lauren, so I was going to tell everybody yeah. then. So I had to obviously ring my mom. I went back to my brothers. Lauren was like, "I'm going to come get you. We'll chill. We'll talk." I was like, "I just need a night, I think, to myself." So um, I went back to my brothers. I kind of just didn't want to be even. I as much as I wanted court to be there, I didn't want anybody yeah, near me feeling, like yeah. didn't want anybody you thankfully my brother's an awkward time. shy so it was grand you. he yeah. doesn't overwhelm me he was like um what do I say here like and his wife was still in Hawaii yeah. so it was grand so he did leave me on my own like he didn't leave me on my own but he was like do you want that and can I do that and yeah. did as like, much as nothing he was anybody can do. On, yeah. and then like I rang my mom and she just heard the words pregnant and was like oh my god and I was like no no l- let me finish l- let yeah. me finish so 
I told her she was devastated, like, oh. and she's probably devastated that she wasn't there yeah, for, yeah, that yeah. More and she was like do, do you want me to come now like what do you want me to do are you coming home I was like I don't know I said I, I, I don't I can't answer that right now told, rang my best friend Orla told her and she was pregnant at the time Yeah, and she was about to give birth and she was just like I have no words and I was like I don't need your words I'm just let like I don't, like, I don't need your words I don't, I don't, I don't need you feeling I just like, want yeah. to I need to tell you like because I had kept it from everybody because I wanted to come home and tell everybody like yeah. told my sister she had been through it same as me all her friends around her were pregnant at the time she lost hers so like we were it was open like she was there for me like do you know what yeah. I mean Um, I'd say when you're going through something like that you can't help but notice no. how many people around pregnant. you are pregnant or having babies or announcing and then, and then it's like, just when I came it. home our friend one of my closest friends Demi told me she was pregnant as well and like I'm never unhappy for somebody ever unhappy no. for them but it's just sad for us like yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean and then like Lauren found out just after a wedding that she was pregnant as well like so like it was crazy but like never unhappy for them like because that little baby's my godchild but now. at the end of the day right <laughs> yeah don't ever feel bad for being, oh, no. for being like, fuck's sake. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a situation there a couple of months ago where somebody told me they were pregnant and I literally just went, all right. And then cried for days about You're it. Because like, oh. one, I had a horrible reaction to them and two, I was you just felt so guilty. You felt guilty, guilty for reacting that way. Because I wanted what they have. Yeah. Like what they were having. But I'm definitely feeling differently like, about I'll that I'll tell you now. something else, something I'm experiencing and I hate myself for it, but it's not to do with having a kid. It's to do with when people are buying their houses mm. and I'm like, oh, congratulations. In my head, I'm like, I'm so fucking proud of you. But I'm miserable you. that I'm not there yet. Yeah. And same you know? with us at the moment. Yeah. Like, we're not there yet either. Yeah. No, in fairness. It's, it's an unfair we, comparison. We right unfair now. comparison. Yeah. But it's the only thing I can yeah. relate to. And like, that. I I think I like was so miserable. Like, when I tell you, like I said, when I was 23, 23 year old Catherine had an awful few years, nothing compared to the darkness I felt after oh, that one I was away from court two I was away from my mum three I was in Canada trying to start what I thought was going to be yeah, a new life. adventure for yeah. me and all I wanted to do was come home like all I wanted to do was come home so I waited I had to have a DNC because of how far along I was yeah oh, that was oh, horrific fuck, yeah, like that was horrific my sister-in-law was a gem though she was so good she took care of me after and everything for anyone uh, listening who doesn't know what DNC is it's when they go in and they literally take do you know what and like funny yeah. enough it's not funny obviously but my uh, anesthesiologist is that what they're called anesthesiologist yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and the nurse both Irish Oh, lovely. I felt... Yeah, a bit I, And like when I explained the situation to them, the nurse literally did not let go of my hand. Yeah. She was there. My sister-in-law came to collect me. She looked after me that night. Um, and then I went back to Lauren and Trent's when, after a couple of days. And when I tell you, their baby got me through the darkest days. Yeah. She's two now, Kidiana. And they moved to New Zealand when Lauren was I pregnant. I feel the void. And she was... And every time they'd say, is, is it too much? I'd be like, no, give me her. You just go out. I just she. I love your kid. Yeah, Give she yeah. saved me. That's like amazing. she saved my soul so much. So I was coming home for Lauren's wedding three weeks before the wedding. Okay. Uh, two weeks before the wedding, and then a week after the wedding, um, to just spend some time with like Kurt and stuff like that. And Lauren was like to me, "You're miserable." She was like, "Look at flights." She was like, "Look and see how much it's going to charge to change your flight and stuff." Nothing. They charged me nothing to change my flight, so I got to come home eight days before I was supposed to. Yeah. Never told them. Okay. Of course. He surprised me. I'm going to surprise him. The one where him. Catherine comes home. Didn't even tell me that. 
told nobody. I told my mum and my friend Emma because Emma came to collect me from the airport with my mum. And they were the only two that knew I was coming in. And went straight. we went for something to eat and went straight to his den as well. He actually closed the door on my face when I, he opened the door. So my mum like had shock. a... Yeah. <laughs> my mum, he knew I was coming home the following week, say. So my mum, I was like to my mum, right, here's what we're going to do. I was like, you're going to go in with like my hair straighteners, a couple of pairs of pyjamas, bits and bobs for me just to have in his because we all knew I was going to go straight to his anyway. Yeah. I was like, just throw them in and just say you're dropping these in. So I have them when I come home because I didn't bring everything to Canada with me because yeah plugs over there were different and all that mm-hmm. stuff so she was like great grand she dropped in he came in cup of tea all that and I rang her phone and I was like hey what's up where are you da, da, da. and she was like oh, I'm in quartz I was like she said I came in a little bit earlier he was here and she was like do you want I was like where's he your phone he wasn't in here he wasn't he, he was, was at home like he was she in was his, in his house yeah yeah so he was she was like do you want to talk to him for a second I was like where's your phone I'm after trying to ring you because I'd rang him first and he didn't answer okay. and um, he was like oh your mum answered I left my phone upstairs or your mum rang I left my phone upstairs and I was like alright no problem and with that I knocked on the front door and I was like how are you and he was like hold on somebody at the door I have to give the phone back to your mum and he literally opened the door and I was like hi and he was like nope <laughs> and there's a video of him just slow closing oh, the door on my face like oh, he didn't brilliant. know what to do and he, like then what? he just like to go ah! he literally he didn't even make a noise he just went fuck and he closed the door on my face oh. and I was like mm, thanks yeah mm-hmm. you wonder why that was and the I reaction and I put my hand out to stop it like um, so like my mum and Emma left us then and I don't think the two of us knew what to say to each other yeah. for a while like I was home for like 24 hours before we even spoke about it or yeah. I think we just needed each other before we hold did. me yeah literally yeah so and like he kept waking up during the night being like are you real? Uh, <laughs> and like he'd be like, couldn't like pull me in closer and stuff. So I was jet lagged, didn't know what me arse from my elbow because I yeah. stayed awake the entire night on the flight. So nobody knew I was home. We got to have a couple of days. We got to just figure our own heads out. Yeah. We cried. We got angry. Like we just yeah. we did everything that you need to do. And then we were deciding what the fuck do we do next? Like, do mm. I go so back? So you, you weren't permanently home now. I wasn't were... permanently home at this stage. I was like, do you come over? Like, what do we do? Um, Is this what we want? Like, yeah. like a family, like is, but, and his, he described it, he said, I never knew I wanted kids until I didn't have one anymore. And yeah. that's, and oh. for, it hurts when, I don't know why it does, but it hurts so much when a fella says it or yeah, when a man says it. Like, it, do, it yeah. kills. Like, when they say it or like you hear it then you're like fuck it's real like do you know what I mean even me dad like um so (laughs) I went and collected my nieces after three days I was like right I need to tell people I'm home now went and collected my nieces from school got to surprise them they were delighted walked into my sitting room and I was like what the fuck are you doing here I was like thanks haven't seen you in three months like so we had the wedding we had everything and then the loom of the last three days the lull of the last five days of us being together came and we still hadn't made a decision people probably don't believe me they probably think my mind was set that I knew I was staying home or I was coming home. I hadn't a clue. Yeah. So the last five days, and I don't know if you'll ever remember this, but my dad just looked at me and he just said to me, are you coming home now? Yeah. And that's when I was like, I burst into tears and I was like, can I, is it okay to come home? And he was like, yeah. It's mad how you think that. You shouldn't come home, like I should stick it out. No, but you you think that they're going to be like, no, don't come home. Yeah, and he was like, of course. He was like, of course. He was like, you need to do what's right for you. And I then, like, do you know what? My dad is always the one person that he gets the, 
I tell him exactly how I feel because yeah. it's never, nobody ever judges me. But he's like, okay. And he's the most logical person. He's like, right, well, this is what we're going to do. This is yeah. what you need to do. This You have to do it for you. Fuck everybody else and what they think. And yeah. So I went back and then I booked my flights and came home Christmas Eve 2022. For good. For good. Okay. Kurt oh. moved into my... So we were looking for somewhere to live then. It was panic stations. I decided in October I was coming home on Christmas Eve. Yeah. We had nowhere to live together. We weren't going to just separately live then after everything. I was like, no, I want to dive want straight to, in. Yeah. Like, we'll just do it. So we had got an apartment and we put like our expectations for rent and stuff on it and it was like twice what we had said that we could afford and we were like, we can't do this. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Here, it's yeah. So I got a phone call off my mum and dad and it was stick court in on the call. It was a FaceTime and I was like, all right, I was like, what did we do now? <laughs> what did I do? And my dad was like to me, live here. He's like, live here and save and do what you need to do. So yeah. um, we obviously, like, I was like, well, we're not doing it for free. Like we pay, yeah, our, rent, pay, we yeah, pay our way and stuff. So we've been there since I came home. He actually moved in the day before me. So technically mm. he's back there longer than I am. Yeah. So we moved in. We have... Moved. Yeah, we've two rooms in the house. We've my old bedroom, which is big enough for the two of us to have as a bedroom, and then we've the box room, and we have that turned into like we've a day bed in it. It's like a little sitting room that my mum and dad yeah. have their sitting room. We have our own space to chill and watch our yeah. bits and bobs and whatever. And so you're not into this hair no, all the time, yeah? No, we're saving. We've a year under our belt now, saving. Like we're still probably tough, a fraction about where I we know, need to be. Isn't like, it, isn't it's it tough. It's not. I'm nine easy. years. I. Yeah, it's not easy at all. It's just, it's not easy. Like, he lost his job as well, just before Christmas as well. So, and it's a shit time of the year to be trying Core to find balls, a job. every bleeding where you look. Like, like, what else can you throw? Yeah. Like, Give me a bleeding break. When I tell you, like, he doesn't spy on me with presents. He doesn't spy on me. He doesn't spend money. Like, no, he does. Like, that man just changed my aspect Outlook aspect, outlook on everything. I don't know aspect means either. I just just assume people are saying things rightly. (laughs) He literally, I don't think he even realizes. Like I say it to him, and I don't think he realizes. Maybe if he listens to this, he'll actually hear me saying. I think he showed you how he showed appreciated you could be. Like and he showed me what it was like to be loved, and like I stand by this, and I love this because I think it deserves an award in itself. I'm his first girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Last girlfriend, because now I'm the fiance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. and that's what I was like. I was like, there's only ever going to be one, so we're fine. Yeah. But, um. So, what's going to come first, house or marriage? I don't know. Ah, come on. House has so to come first. I would have I said house. Yeah. Absolutely would have said house first. Like, we'll do the house first. But I'm like, why wait either? I don't want a big wedding. Oh, and yeah. that's going to surprise a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want my mom, dad, my witness, his mom, his gran and his witness for the ceremony. And that's yeah, it. yeah. A lot of people are doing that I now. don't want it. I'm going to pretend the C word is still a thing and only have a small wedding. What's the C word? Love it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. COVID. I'm going to just pretend that I, know I can't invite all this. <laughs> that is still a word. <laughs> I'm going to just pretend that I can't invite lots of people. No, I don't oh, want a big just, wedding. You, you don't want the stress of a big wedding. I and fucking hate coming, coming from a family yeah. dynamic like yours, I completely... Yeah. Understand now, like, we'll have a dinner with all our family later yeah. on that day, but like, our ceremony is just going to be yeah. us peaceful, yeah, quiet and peaceful. Oh, family, I love you. Um, but yeah, we are mad, <laughs> mad. So, that's what I'm like. If we do decide, like, people are like, Oh, it'll be a couple of years before I was, my nephew wanted to buy me a book on how to save for a wedding or something like that. My sister well, was if like, you're doing a small, 
close-knit, yeah, that doesn't factor in. It doesn't in factor. Yet, and so. he was, and my sister was like, she's yours, yeah, she's not in a rush. And then I was like, no, I'm not. And then like a few weeks later, I was like, yes, I am. I don't know. Like, <laughs> was it easier to get a mortgage when you're married? <laughs> Who knows? No, <laughs> no it's just, not, no, it's Mortgage and easy don't ever, ever go in the same, same sentence. sentence. No, yeah. never. Like, I... In my head, I'm like, ah, well, we just do it. And of course, like, logically thinking. And I'm like, yeah. fuck off with your logic, you. But no, That's I'd me. say like it'll be our house. It'll be our... Yeah. I would like to say wedding, but realistically and you everything, it's going to be our realistically, house. Realistically, if you're doing a really small wedding, mm. do them both in the same week. Yeah. Fuck Have it. the wedding as a celebration but for your new home. Don't be surprised if I just ever say I'm married. Do you oh, know I what wouldn't I mean? Be. Like, I wouldn't be. At this stage, don't be surprised. Like, my brother's getting married in August. So we've already got a family wedding in August and we've won the following year, if I think. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm like, can I just do it in between? <laughs> Come here, I have a question for you. So if along the line you do mm. fall pregnant again, yeah. hopefully, oh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully triplets, triplets, triplets. Like, just Grab get them all out. Oh, get them all out. Someone bless this home. <laughs> no, no, get them all out once. No, no I said that until we'll I had one. I said the hardest thing we'll ever have to do is name a child because Kurt's the fussiest bastard in the world when oh, it comes God. to kids' names. Even dog names. What do you call it? Bernie or Robert? No. <laughs> Love yous, but no. no. <laughs> um, I named yeah. a kid after me dad. We know what we would have called the baby if I had of been a girl and stuff so we know what girl's name we would have used so we won't use that but that we'll, was for a different child yeah, yeah yeah we'll use that like I'll always what, hold what on to that mean? Callie Callie yeah so I'd probably use that as like a second name do you know but what I mean did, like uh, I'd name. say Court picked that name did he I loved Callie. the spelling of it oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I loved the spelling if of it if only you could see what we're doing here yeah. <laughs> you should know anyone, anyone, anyone who knows <laughs> knows, knows. knows. Yeah. if you know you know yeah. but yeah no Callie K-A-L-I is yeah. how I would have spelled it oh of course you yeah, spelled it that absolutely. way absolutely yeah. but no yeah <laughs> see Gav doesn't understand oh, sorry Gav <laughs> um, no. but yeah so yeah that's where we're at now engaged saving for a house and hoping for a baby just hoping the world changes yeah. and someone just hands me a house and oh, then people don't job. have to work anymore and question that. for you <laughs> what kind of house do you want well I started building my house already right okay I want and a bungalow oh, it's a bungalow oh, three bedroom bungalow oh I want a bungalow so bad like, bungalow, oh, I just, yeah. and like everybody's like because you don't want to walk upstairs no because I just love the idea of I, I would I would have taken what I was given I'm not yeah. going to lie oh I'll take yeah. anything yeah but the, the situation we're after luckily yeah. landing in after a long 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 mm. time of struggling and saving and trying to navigate being self-employed mm-hmm. and getting a mortgage and all mm-hmm. this madness we're after getting very lucky in a situation still going to cost us yeah. but of an opportunity to live closer to where I grew up than I thought but I was also then you have an opportunity to do it right with the one go. Like you don't have to rip things down. Like you're doing it from scratch. Completely like my from my scratch. thing is, I think I'm gonna buy. I think we're oh, we're going to go for like an older house and do it all. And you know, if you if you buy a derelict property, there's that grant, right? I'm sure my family at the moment. Huh? My brother's moving home from Canada. He just bought a house in Kilkenny. My dad was part of this. No way. Oh yeah. And it's kind of a fixy. Yeah. Oh, his is a huge fixer up. I think it, was, it used to be a pub and all. Like it's oh, his is unbelievable. Big hole in the roof dairy now. farm. <laughs> dairy but farm. Unbelievable. That grant. There's a grant. Yeah. And it's uh, derelict houses yeah. or old buildings. Yeah. Like, you can get up to 70 grand. Yeah, yeah. So get on that. That's what we like. There's every time we look at a bungalow, I'm like, look at that. And then my man does like, there's space out the back. From where, are you, where are you flat. looking at these bungalows? Outside of Dublin. Okay, yeah. I don't want to be in Dublin. He doesn't want to be in Dublin. Well, I, so yeah. where we're going to be is up the mountains. Oh, fab. So, but I genuinely, I was looking around kind of Kinnegad. Yeah. And 
places yeah. like that when, when I was yeah. just pre-COVID when mm-hmm. I was looking for somewhere to buy then COVID happened I moved all my plans yeah. then I got pregnant and then here I am and then yeah. this, this new opportunity arose so everything happened for a reason yeah oh absolutely and that's I'm not a firm believer of that I never was <laughs> so, this is one. so instead of saying everything happens for a reason I always say what's meant for you won't pass you by yeah because people don't people come at me well why do kids get this and why does this happen to such and such and I say right fine and I say to myself all the time because I when somebody said that to me after having a miscarriage I went fuck you in my head yeah everything happens for a reason I went go fuck yourself like literally genuinely that yeah. was my thoughts towards yeah. that person don't think I've spoke to them since either yeah um, that was my thoughts and I went no everything happens for a reason and what's meant that's not what happens what's meant for you will not pass you by I wasn't meant for it. It wasn't meant for me at that time. And there's a yeah. reason it wasn't meant for me at that time. Yeah. And right now I don't know that reason. I probably never will know that reason. I have another reason. question. Sorry, please yeah, keep going. So if, if time has passed and mm. if you weren't to fall pregnant, which we hope you do, yeah. right? Which I, I imagine you will. I, I imagine you will. <laughs> I hope there's triplets in there right now. We're just, you know, <laughs> floating around, sperming about. But uh, if, if it didn't happen, mm. would you foster? Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, there's so. not even a second thought about it. Yeah. I This was a conversation we had probably about 12 hours after I arrived back in Ireland at Christmas Eve. Like, yeah. I was like, what do we do if we, like, we can't have our own baby? I was like, I'll never get over the... I, I will get over it eventually, but I think it's just to be able to have my own child. Like, there's nothing wrong with raising somebody else it's like uh, look at me absolutely understandable <laughs> but no I absolutely will adopt or foster whatever yeah. we can do and whatever yeah. we and are no better woman okay to do it to do. no yeah. better woman to do it like like I've been there I know every situation there's not one thing you could surprise me with in this world like my mum will say the same thing there is not one scenario from where a child comes from a background well there troubled. was one thing if you're in Canada and court arrived mm. And you didn't know he was coming. That surprised you. That surprised me. So there's me. not one thing in but this world that can surprise me. <laughs> oh, t- a lot of things surprise me. I mean, like, there's not a background for a I'm child. Joking, yeah. That you'd say, oh, I can't take that child. So here's another scenario. So if you were, if you have your own child, right? Mm. And then would you foster? Yeah. See? Tell yeah. you. This is Bernie and I Robert leading like by example. To, I would you know? like to do it. But I think bungalow. if we were going to, in my little bungalow, yeah. I think if we were going to do it, it would have to be a permanent situation. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, so I well, would. Can you factor it into like? Can you like? I don't know how you sign up mm. to be all this. You like, have to do like you, you say. Have I'm to looking for a permanent, a permanent. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. So that would be like an adoption more so than. And could you else. say I'd like a permanent, but like a baby, so the baby grows yeah. up knowing yeah. that it's ours, kind yeah, of. You know? Yeah, you could. Yeah I, yeah, I know that. Like you shouldn't be picking and choosing, yeah. but for knowing that this child is going to be a permanent structure yeah. in her. But like, there's older couples out there who only want. Not only want, but they would facilitate teenagers. Yeah, because they're too old for a baby to start with a baby, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the rest of nights and stuff like that. There's some out there that would rather younger kids, yeah, yeah. because they're easier to deal with than a teenager, because a teenager will fight back because they know what but, they've but been through. See, I didn't know whether you could specify. It, it's not what, necessarily that you specify. What you can cater for. Yeah, it's yeah. when you're doing this, they you find out what you can cater for, yeah. and that's what you you. Yeah, so like your the calls for like. Um, Jesus emergency and stuff like that you may get some that are teenagers and it's yeah. not because you know it's only a, a, a respite do you know what I mean it's not your permanent one yeah. so like I've spoke to so outside of <laughs> being a foster child I have been a liaison for foster parents and like I have done and it was during Covid when this happened so I was all on Zoom and I would say 
for different meetings and speak to the kids or the foster parents on my okay. background in foster care and then my mum would speak to them on hers as a foster carer training nearly like yeah mum used to train foster parents wow. as well yeah and then I have done so much with it I used to work with Epic um, they are for all foster kids adopted all that kind of stuff they mm. are an organisation I worked with them we used to do newsletters on loads of different things like it was mad the way we used to do it yeah. I wrote I rewrote the constitution on the UN convention of the rights of a child as the wow. fos- as a foster child as well okay um Metal Mary McAleese doing Hi, Mary. <laughs> got to sign a wall and my name was under hers and all it was great and what name did you write I wrote Catherine Coventry good woman yeah always <laughs> Coventry um but like I did all these things I spoke in the doll I spoke in Gonna say the White House, Jesus. Um, oh, they're in Canada. Like I spoke <laughs> everywhere on behalf of foster kids when wow. we rewrote these things. Like I've done so much with it that I have so like I've the knowledge to know. I don't know how I knew this about you to ask you to do the podcast. I don't know where no, I knew. We no, were, I did we talk about this so before? Or you some? came in. You came into Boots there a while ago, and you were no, like, no, no. But I knew. Uh, I knew this. Yeah, prior. you were like your family. Would you talk about it? And I was like, yeah, I was like, absolutely. But were you like, how did she know that? No, and I didn't even I question. just assume everybody does because but I have no idea how I know that. And I like can't. when I did my Yellow Brick Road, I just assume people know our dynamics from that. And then What's I'm that? like, see, loads of people don't know. I don't know. So, the year before COVID, I was on a program called My Yellow Brick Road, and okay. it was all about. So, like, no, no, it was um, six people and six different episodes, and there was four mentors, and I was struggling. I was on the struggle bus, like right. I hated myself. Stopped being on stage, had a panic attack on stage. Like I would go on stage once a year, I was just a shell of myself. Stage, there's yeah. another thing I missed doing. Yeah, what do we do now? Me? Yeah. Oh, I've been doing musical since I was eighteen. Stop it now. Ah, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. see, I know none. Yeah, yeah I've been doing me musicals, so I'm actually not on That's stage. That's a whole other episode, Dana. I don't know I don't know. I was trying to figure out how me and Catherine met. Oh, it was, and I thought it's it was funny. through you years it's ago, not, I can't though. remember. We found out how, I, I figured it out how we met. I just feel like met. I kind of always know It was me. a Captain America's Wednesday night, one night, and that yeah, was and it. I'm, we were about 17, 18. 18, yeah. Definitely on the road, yeah. Well, you, you were 18 and I was yeah. 19. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, it's mad how it's you, mad, you, yeah. you forget where you actually met people mm. in scenarios, but you, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Neither here nor there. And then yeah. we would have just bumped into each other, like, randomly. It's and have you noticed that we both don't shut up talking? Yeah. So we're just like people, we'd run into you, like... <laughs> and 20 minutes later, yeah, and like, like, I have Milo so sitting what, in what a... I have Milo <laughs> sitting in a makeup chair, being yeah. like, what we do? Yeah, stick a mascara on me, son. But, yeah, no, I would have done musicals. And, like... That's mad because like none of my biological family are into any of that. Like yeah. none of them. That was all. Um, and I did it with, did them with my dad as well. My dad's a little stagey as well. He's great. Lovely, yeah. So we're doing Fiddler on, little plug, we're doing Fiddler on the Roof in the Mill Theatre in Dundrum in March. Get I'm your not tickets, on, Fiddler I'm on the Roof. I'm not on stage, but if you want to pay to go and see a 73 year old man doing a ro- Russian bottle dance, I'd highly oh, recommend I'm it. Fucking there, I'm there. <laughs> my uncle's playing the rabbi and he's growing his beard at right. the moment. Catherine, what a bleeding story. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, you, no. you don't even really see the time going, do you? No, absolutely Two not. O'clock. So I can only, oh, what? Yeah. Can only so imagine. 75 <laughs> minutes of chin wagon there, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that's only the tip of the iceberg, I can tell, because there I'm still, be a book I'm still confused. I'm still confused. I say, somebody actually, my, my old social worker used to say to me, I'm going to get you one day and we're going to write everything down. What are you going to And I'm going to get somebody, I haven't got a clue. 
Um, the real life Brady Bunch always comes into my hand, but my sister's marriage name is Brady, so I can't really do that. The Brady Bunch is an abstract. No. Isn't abstract no, it's they're, not. They're a bit nuclear. So we'll have to we'll have to think of a name. It'll have to be a now brainstorm. But she always says to me every time I meet her now. She's like to me, uh, we'll we'll get that book. You know written. what I always say about my family? Like when people say, oh, this your brother, that's your sister. And I'm like, I, I always say, I have a family like a patchwork quilt. <laughs> See, home away from, uh, home and away is yeah. probably something to do yeah. with home and away. My sister yeah. will, sister's good at stuff like that. So if I say to her, name a book for me. But yeah, but, I absolutely think I could write a book. Well, we're all here waiting for it now <laughs> because that was, I actually got better into that there now and I got a bit teary eyed there a few times oh, you as did, well yeah, and I had to not look at you I just I, do, I have to reserve myself and try not I'm just an emotional woman like you know very yeah, yeah. but thank you so much thanks for having me that was absolutely brilliant thanks and uh yeah, if you, if you have any more uh, ventures in your life that you need to come in and have an episode <laughs> number two. no problem at all. That is absolutely no problem at on all. the cards. <laughs> but yeah, it was lovely. Oh, you enjoyed that. I'm trying to think of anything I need to say very clear up other than the... So, oh, well, if it's tell me... Housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> I must hoover the stairs. <laughs> right. Um, that was Catching Coventry filling us in on the ins and outs of growing up as a foster child as well as dealing with a miscarriage in another country without your support system around you like heavy stuff but look at her she's happy out she's happy out she's getting married she's going to have a bungalow <laughs> but um, today to play us out we have a song from our very good friend Joe Skylark it was only released a couple of years ago only a couple of years ago it was only released so uh, <laughs> only, it was only, it was only released a couple of years and uh, it's called World at My Feet Thank you very like much that. for listening. Slan Lat or Slan Live. Slan, Slan, Slan Live. Tough Alter Road. Slan Lives are saying it directly. To the person. <laughs> is there a person in particular? I'll just say Slan. Yeah. Slan a <laughs> uh, I Slan no I have no more words. All but, the best. Uh, God bless. I'll have my nan light a candle for from you. From us as well. to you, Slan. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.
If you would like to share your story, please drop us a message on our Instagram page, which is at mamsinablender or email mamsinablender at gmail.com.